Hi everyone, Chris Torres here from the Tourism Marketing Agency and welcome to another episode of the Digital Tourism Show. In this episode, we have the pleasure of speaking with Chris Wayne of Unique Adventure Tours Scotland. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Chris during our Travel Massive Glasgow Live event online. Uh, we were expected to hopefully do this event live in person, but for obvious reasons with COVID, we were not able to do that. Now, when I first approached Chris, he had literally just set up his business in October 2019. So he was getting all geared towards creating a new business, finding customers and taking people out on tour. Then obviously COVID hit. So we were discussing the challenges he faced pre and post COVID and how he is looking to grow his business going forward. So expect some great chat and Chris has a great business. So this should be a good episode for any operator who has just literally started out their business and looking to, looking ahead to the future. So again, welcome to episode 244 of the Digital Tourism Show. Thanks for joining us. So I hope you're all hope you're, you're well safe and everything's all going good, okay yeah. as, as okay as it as it could be. So yeah, sure. In Highland Perthshire, so we're we're very lucky where we are. We're in the middle of. Uh, middle of the countryside and the, the wilderness ourselves so we like the people that have all been living in the country we're quietly grateful as to where we live at the moment yeah. mm. excellent excellent so for those who don't know who you are or what your business is about why don't you just give a brief introduction uh, to both please yeah uh, my name is chris i'm i'm based in Aberfeldy, which is central scotland um where I've lived here for the last maybe 27 years off and on. Um, I work locally uh, in a variety of jobs, but my two main jobs are uh, as an outdoor guide and instructor for uh, various different outdoor companies, but mainly based in Aberfeldy uh, with splash white water rafting. Uh, and my other job or business has been as a graphic designer, <coughs> excuse me, uh, self-employed graphic designer. So. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, really having lived here and done those things around here for the last, certainly for the last 17 years, um, of working for myself and in this area, um, yeah, that's where I'm coming from. That's who I am. And yeah. Excellent. Excellent. So obviously with that, with that um, before I went to my questions, with that marketing back then, that's obviously going to help you with your business and setting up because you have that there. So that's going to give you a little bit of a head start, I would imagine, compared to some of yeah, the mentors and things like this, you know, which is good. So so I'm going to kick in with the questions. Um, I've got a lot to go through today. Um, and I know you've worked, um, uh, a speaker we've had on a few times now, he's, he's well known in the industry, he's Peter Syme uh, from Splash and, and Whitewater Rafting. Um, and you, as you mentioned earlier, you you worked with him. You worked, um, and you ran your own design company. And about six months ago, you decided to set up um, Unique Adventures Tour Scotland. First, uh, what made you decide to start up your own company in terms of moving up? Well, maybe not completely moving away from design, but moving into creating your own tour company. Uh, uh, and how do you find the time to do this with doing that as well? <laughs> you, you seem to yeah, have a few things at the moment. So, yeah, so what, so what was it? What was the spark that made you start it up in the first place? I think the, the spark that made it all kick off for me was all of those things. Was working in design has always made me 
interested in what the people I've worked for are doing, and uh, you know, you, you can't you can't kind of do work for people like that, as you'll know yourself, uh, with no no interest at all. You know, if it's just if there's just no interest in it, it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. And likewise with the with the outdoor work, um, I've grown more and more interested in what I do with the likes of Pete, but also just in the outdoors, different different people, different places, sharing activities and all that sort of thing. And also from working with the illustrious uh, Mr. Time, uh, I've also had a chance to do very different things within marketing and under- sharing in his understandings and his kind of uh, ways of going about things. In a, in a sort of abstract mentoring where you work with somebody for so long, you can't help but have, have this sort of thing rub off on you. And as I've got older a little bit um, and more and more working with that sort of thing, I've wanted to try and combine all of those things so that I'm not spread over loads of different places that I am focusing on what turns out to have been a really broad range of things that turned out to be one interest, which is the more I've worked with um, smaller groups and private groups, um, you just think, oh, this just seems... It seems the right way to go forward. You know, I can't constantly be at the front face of 200 odd people a day doing all sorts of activities and doing that day in, day out. I'd like to be a bit more personal when you get that. When you get close to the people, you think, oh, this is this is cool. This is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's sort of, it's exciting, but it combines all my interests. And uh, I'm always trying to find something to keep me occupied. You say, I've got like, you know, where do I find the time? But really, over time, the idea has developed until really last year, over the winter, you have a bit of a quiet period and think, you know, I'll put some serious thought to this. I'll write down more than just thinking. I'll, you know, I'll put some action plans together, see if it actually makes sense. It seems to make a lot of sense. It, <laughs> it still makes a lot of sense. Um, but, yeah. And actually, it's like a, it's like a little sort of side project for yourself. It's like a... I don't know, I think of it like an art project or an idea project yeah. where you think, how, how good is this idea? Does it stop at the point where you think, well, actually, you know, I don't know how to train hawks, so I can't do private hawk training sessions or something. You know, do you, you, you get it to the point where you think this is realistic, and then, yeah, I felt, mm-hmm. wow, it's exciting. And it kept, me, it kept me really excited for the winter, and it's, and it's still keeping me excited. It's keeping me going while this is going on. The yeah. idea of it still being real enough is, is good enough in itself. Uh, good, good. And that's half the battle. If you find something that you're passionate about, it makes it a lot easier. Rather than just being a job, it's something that you you, want, you love and want to do. So, yeah, for sure. I can completely understand. So, yeah. Obviously, you've had, um, you've had the experience of being a tour guide with, with, with Peter and, and the other companies that you work with. Um, but did that drop any challenges in terms of when you started up on your own? Was there any obstacles that you had to overcome? Obviously, pre-COVID that you maybe didn't expect um, with having uh, having to set up and run a tour business um, that you never foreseen. And a lot of tour guides and things like that. And obviously with working with Peter, then you've maybe had a better insight into how a business works. But did you see anything you maybe thought was un- uh, unforeseen or things like that or any obstacles that you had to overcome? Yeah, I mean, big obstacles for me were the, you know, the things that, that you're saying there, actually, that I'm, I'm good with ideas. I'm creative and I'm, I'm good at the guiding side of things but i'm not uh i'm not as organized as i could be i'm not as academic as i could be it's not it's not one of my strong points so the, the, the sort of um 
the real proper planning and making sure something can actually work was something I really struggled with and and kind of looked for a lot of help from different people to help me with that. Um, sort of um, and managing my time, you know, having an idea like this. Once I realised I was going to do it, I've had to keep working. I've had to keep earning money. So time management is. Uh, you just sort of sacrifice some sleep, I think, really. You just sacrifice sleep and you just kind of keep going. Um, oh, for but, sure. I can, I can understand that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, no, no, well, I mean, the, then the other obstacles were really, they're probably just the standard ones. You know, I don't, I didn't have a lot of money behind me. Um, so I sold my car and I, I saved some money and stuff like that. Um, and, and they're just the normal obstacles, I suppose. But the other ones were, we're just being myself, but I've been very lucky with, um, you know, early on there's a good friend of mine who was very helpful in helping me figure out how to price things or every now and then speaking to Pete and saying, well, there must be something I've missed. It can't all be this. I can't have everything covered. What have I missed? And different people. So it's been, and watching your videos and your webinars and reading your, turning your lookers into bookers was actually quite a, ah, ah. You know, not that I know everything in the book, but you felt, wow, it's not, he's not speaking Mandarin. Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thank, thank you for the plug. Um, <laughs> uh, no, it's, 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 it's exactly that. And it's one of the reasons why I put that book together is, is unlike yourself, you know, you're in a good position where you, you know, you know a lot of the marketing side of things inside out, whereas a lot of tier operators don't, um, uh, not even the basics. Um, in fact, that leads directly into my, uh, my next question. And I always say that, tourism businesses must become media companies um, uh, rather than, yes, they, they have tour business, they run tours or accommodation or whatever it is that you do within the tourism sphere, but you ultimately have to become a media company because you have to put out so much information and so much content and so much marketing materials out there just to be seen these days and cut through all the other clutter that's out there. So with your media and sort of design background, how how important would you say it is for tour operators wishing or, or who are watching or listening to this podcast in the future? to at least know the basics of, of marketing um, before they start thinking about creating a tour business. How important would you say that's a, a step in the process? It seems, uh, and more and more, it seems massively important. It seems like even with my, you know, and I, I've always worked by myself. So I, I imagine that if I'd worked with someone like yourself in a big team, the collective knowledge that you get from that is massive. So, but it, it still feels that you... You have to understand it. if you, even with clients that I've worked with myself, you think when they have no even basic understanding of how it works, how the machinery of it all works, <clears throat> you're lost. You're you're paying for you're you're paying for that every step of the way, and either you're willing to pay for that, or or the advantage to myself was I can see how I can save myself a lot of money by just using my own time and develop things. You know, following some of the guidelines as we've talked about from the book, but also just the way it seems to work. Um, but it seems, you know, the I think I think even before I'd fully launched, by the time I got to December, I'd done something like 300 hours on my website and social media and stuff like that, and trying to generate enough content because I, from what you know, from what we understand, you need to you you have to keep engaging, you have to keep the content growing, and you have to have all that. So. I think without that, it, it's definitely something that from speaking to other people that have had a similar idea to this, coming from the similar background of outdoor instruction and guiding, their main obstacle has been, I don't know anything about the technology and I can't afford to pay somebody to do it for me. So mm -hmm. I'm going to stop. 
Um, so it felt like it was, yeah, it, it, it felt like my advantage really is why I, it's sort of why I kind of took the leap. I thought I have a, I have a, a financial and a, med, a mental advantage over the fact that I understand this stuff and I don't have to mortgage my house or something. Yeah, yeah, and you actually, it was a little good sort of comment uh, you mentioned there, or a point you mentioned I might pick up on is spending 300 hours on a website. That's what a lot of businesses and business owners um, don't realise is your website is never finished. No. So it's, it's, a, it's a constant moving, evolving beast. Um, and it's, it, it's, I mentioned in the book as well, where I say it's, it's the best employee you'll ever have. You have to nurture it. It's selling for you on a twenty-four-seven. No, it's it should never fail you, but you have to keep feeding it and keep nurturing it and making sure it's fine. And yeah, websites never-ending, never-ending cycle. Yeah. Websites. Yeah, and that's one of the you know it's one of the key things that from building them myself, but also from working with with um, with our man um, Rafting, he um, with Peter, you're developing something that is you know you're developing a wiki around your business to draw everybody in, and you. I'm just one person, so I have to make sure that I'm I'm as, I'm optimizing myself as much as I can, really. Yeah, yeah. So you started up six months ago, um, or so, um, and then two or three months in, COVID hit. <laughs> um, was being was being uh, was being at the start of of the company's journey a blessing in disguise, or or have you also been really hit hard with this? Um, so how how is how's COVID hit? You know, affected your business in the whole at the moment? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I was fully focused on this, so I'm not considering what my other work was doing. Really, there is, you know, we're, it's all sort of tourism based, but <clears throat> it hit me from both sides. Really, I I I as COVID kind of kicked in, um, I'd been feeling really energized, really confident, really kind of positive about what I'd done. I got a real momentum going and felt really excited about what was happening. Seemed to it seemed to all be really good. And from that, the although the business side of things is not, I'm not generating any business. I've been carrying on the, the kind of positivity of lots of people wanting to connect with each other and businesses and stuff like that. So that, that's been really good. There's been a real positive to the, the sort of what seems to be more openness to having a bit of discussion with other people in complementary businesses and stuff like that and local businesses. Um, but the, I suppose the the negative side of it is that you're trying to maintain a, personally you're trying to maintain a level of energy and a level of positivity about something that's very on very shaky ground at the moment and mm-hmm. um, and that's a sort of a personal physical and, and sort of mental thing you have to keep on top of um, so it's been it's it's taking its toll this little bit um, in Scotland and certainly the sector that we're in with tourism and tours. <coughs> And activities we may be a little bit later down the line than a lot of people um but there's good people all around me so you know it's been yeah i think i think the positive for the business has been that i've been able to develop a lot more content and i've been able to sort of practice my practice my voice with people practice my presence with people and try and experiment with who's engaged in what i spent a lot of time looking at a lot of feedback from my website and from google and from Facebook so that's that's been interesting I've, I've learned a lot I've learned a lot from kind of thinking I was ready to go to now thinking wow well, I wasn't not that I wasn't ready to go but I've, I've, I've learned a lot more um, yeah and I think the positives about weighed the negatives of just that kind of the same thing that everyone's in 
I've got no business and nobody's got any work. So, you know, they, mm-hmm. definitely have, they, there's definitely a, a time balance. Yeah, I think for sure that yourself and any other business who survives through this period is going to come out stronger at the other end. If you can get through this, you'll pretty much get through anything. So uh, if anything, it'll hopefully set you up in a much stronger position, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, in terms of um, what marketing efforts are you doing now, if any, um, during COVID, and how do you see this evolving in the months to come with Obviously, the new the, there's going to be a new normal coming out after all this. So, is there anything you're doing now, and is there anything that you're think, uh, planning on doing differently, marketing-wise, going forward? Um, differently, I'd like to. There's things that once I have a bit of a handle on when we can start to properly encourage people to book things, then I will look at more. Um, I've been mainly focusing on kind of social media for any paid marketing, and that's really to build a community on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. Anything that I've been doing with Google or Google Business has been um, content, posting, photos, trying to um, yeah, trying to develop the sort of business side of that on Google. LinkedIn's been really good. You know, some great um, some great interactions on LinkedIn. So that is a marketing thing for me, and an angle with the sort of business to business and. and people that are organizing slightly different angles of bringing business to me that's been really good really interesting um and something that i knew was good but i just felt quite um uh i didn't feel like an imposter but i felt like it was it was going to be a little bit harder than it has been um and really going forward i want to figure out i need to figure out kind of google ads a little bit better i need to i need to direct more more booking and capability from that kind of side of things, really. But yeah, I mean, once I know that I can work, uh, and once I've figured out that my bank account hasn't become a black hole, um, then I'll start, yeah, I'll start advertising. I mean, at the moment, I followed a bit of advice from a few people, and recently, throughout this, I've still kept a very small trickle of awareness through Facebook advertising, just tiny budgets, just day by day. Um, that's been good and then a lot of work myself from just sharing and sharing and sharing um, yeah. that's exactly what to do um, that's what I'm advising a lot of our customers is anything you can do free um, or content videos whatever and I know you do a lot of videos as well um, some of them are great it's doing stuff like that is stuff that you can do now with your phones with anything and just getting yeah. stuff out there it's letting people know as i've mentioned a few webinars in the past no you've literally got a captive audience sitting at home at the moment who can't who are looking for things that they wish they could be doing or want to do when restrictions are lifted so give them something to read give them something to watch so for those companies who have stopped marketing completely which there have been a few those like yourself who are at least continuing with a small little budget in Facebook just to drive awareness and doing videos and things like that, you are going to be in a much stronger position at the end of this because people will see that you are still here. They'll, st- they'll see that you're still are still surviving throughout all this this craziness that's going on. Um, those who are not doing that, people will just think that the business is dead and maybe, yeah. they're, maybe they're not in business anymore. So keeping that little bit of awareness up, whatever you can afford or even using the free channels is, in my opinion, vitally important. So Yeah, I mean, that's it. It is from... And it's from watching some of the things that yourself has been involved in, but also the industry in general. When you're, you know, you're following some of uh, Kelsey's videos or your videos or, or things that people are doing, you think there's a there's a positivity about keeping that going as well. You know, if people see that you just go, oh, it's the end of the world and stop, then you know maybe it's not the vibe you're looking for when the business does come back and you can go on holiday or you can go and do an experience. Whereas 
you know, you've got, yeah, you you have to keep it together. And actually, and it's something that I enjoy as well. So um, it, it really is. It's, it's been proven by the community that are possibly watching the likes of this uh, and yourselves that you think, but like, without that content, without that momentum, every time you stop, the world is not going to wait for you to kind of reappear again. You're, you're gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. No, I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. Um, I can see a few questions coming in. Um, I've got one more question for Chris, and we'll go to those questions. But if you do have a, que- a question for Chris, please post them up in the comments, uh, and I'll, we'll get to them as quickly as we can. Uh, so for my last question, um, for anyone who's still unsure of which marketing avenues to focus on during COVID or beyond, what would your advice to be for them? Uh, what would, if you had to pick one marketing channel or one uh, effort to do marketing-wise, what would that be? Well, you're just now. Just now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you were marketing just now, but you had one option, what would, what would it be? Uh, what would you pick? I don't know. I think you, you sort of ask yourself, what do you want? What do you think you can achieve? I mean, I can only really achieve to build an audience. So I went with um, small adverts with a one or two pound a budget a day because uh, I really, you know, generally self-funding all this. Um, and that keeps a trickle of interest and likes happening to my page. But I suppose... And then it's, do you have time? You know, if you really want to concentrate on getting bookings, I suppose you'd say to yourself, start trying to write content. And if you can, you know, get in touch with all the bloggers that are, you know, needing work or, you know, anybody that you know that's good at writing stories and it's stories. And, it, and definitely more as we go into lockdown, it feels like it's stories. You know, one picture is fine, but people are just, you just flick past that picture. Where's the where's the story? Where's the information? I've got a long day happening. Um mm-hmm. I went a bit off question, Chris. Sorry. I mean, I'm I'm focusing on my budget, and my budget dictates where I can advertise. Um, and really, it's got to be online. You've got to be online. It's not going to be getting flyers printed or you know getting a nice T-shirt done or something. It's it's get adverts, get your demographic that you guys are always talking about you know don't go for you know i would have been delighted to have i mean actually this week i've had a group of ladies from new york coming with me to go over to Oban and uh and mull um but now you know the american market's not somebody to advertise for us in the uk maybe trickles of europe but really it's yeah, yeah find out who you think yeah. you can get to and advertise with them that's it. That's it. Um, sure, Patrick, I'll have something to say that later on in the next the next yeah. week or so. Yeah. But I can certainly see a couple of questions. Um, let me see if I can bring these up on screen. Kill Oswald, <laughs> funny name. Uh, are you planning on selling any virtual experiences now? Virtual experiences has had a lot of talk. I have my own views on this as well, which may may or may not highlight. But are you looking at doing any virtual experiences? I'm not Chris. No, I mean I'm. I, I'll take people. I'll take. A, I'll take a camera with me and go for a walk and film it and cut it together and make a nice wee film or something. But but what? Um, it, it would be so far away from what I'm actually trying to come back to after this that it's. It, it would it would dilute my ideas and really people uh, you know adventure tour is the key thing to my selling point and uh, I don't know if they're having that adventure in their living room. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah but I'm not, uh, I can't, I still can't quite figure an angle that would be mm-hmm. anything but taking one of my providers and repackaging their product and selling it on again. It's, that's not That's not necessarily going to work in the area that I live in. No, I, I agree. I actually think, um, I, I, I could talk all day about this, so I'm going to 
trying to spend 60 seconds at the most about this. I actually think online virtual experiences um, at the moment that people are focusing on is, is basically a distraction. It's, it's a way of people trying to plug in a gap to try and generate revenue, but in my opinion, it won't really generate that much revenue at all. Uh, you'll get some, but not a lot. Not enough to, enough to maybe save a business. Um, I think a virtual tour or an online tour can certainly help when it's combined with an existing product that they actually go out on an adventure tour or a food tour or something like that, and then yeah. it's combined with some type of online experience. That can work. Um, but it's for me, it's nothing more than a brand awareness exercise. And eventually yeah. these things will actually be free and be, be nothing more than a lead generator and for someone to take an actual experience, um, personally. Um, yeah. Big companies may be able to make something of it, but for the general tour operator, I, I think there's other things that they could be focusing on rather than virtual tours, personally, but yeah. that's just I my two cents. I think it's good marketing. You know, there's people around here that are doing some, uh, you know, our local cinema has got a craft beer club and they're sending out beers or you can collect your beers and then they'll all watch together on a Zoom meeting and talk about them. And it's good marketing and it's good, good brand awareness. But, mm-hmm. but like you say, you can't, I don't think you can make the living that you might want to unless you're a massive company. Yeah, excellent. We have a question from uh, one of the guys who comes to a lot of our live events when we're able to do them. It's Frank from Downtown City Maps. Um, hey. Some people are starting uh, are starting to see tentative inquiries coming in. Have you seen any signs yet that people are showing interest in coming back to rural Scotland yet? Have you have you had much in terms of interest for that in the moment? I imagine Patrick will have something to say on this as well. Yeah, I mean, I've had people that that love. You know, I've had a lot of feedback on there. There are people loving seeing where we are and because they miss being there. Um, we've definitely had a lot of people that just want to pile up here and get away from the city, but I don't think there are people that want to come on a tour just yet. Um, but, yeah, we definitely, you're definitely getting the impression that people just want to go out into the wide open spaces. There's not, you know, there are tiny communities in rural areas and everybody else is really living in cities. And you, you get the feeling that that's happening, but everybody in Scotland seems to be being very cautious and very considerate about their timing, I think. I think there's, I think as a nation, it seems that people are, you know, just waiting to make sure that those communities are ready and that um, things are open. You know, we're, we're very lucky around here. We have lots of <coughs> self-catering and holiday cottages, so it might work out better for us here initially, you know big hotels and stuff like that. But yeah, there's, there's been a bit. I certainly, um, certainly none of the bookings that I made, I have one group of Germans that are still persisting and not quite cancelling for July. But, um, but yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're, we're seeing, yeah. but we're definitely seeing that people want to be out in the countryside, mm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I certainly think it'll be a, uh, uh, it's going to be the only option too, is really about selling up, taking the domestic travel you know, for sure. I, I know me and my family are already looking at places that we can go either yeah. north of Scotland or down in England or wherever. Um, and people just, I, I, I mean, from my opinion, yeah, people will might be a certain sector of people might be upset they can't go abroad, but ultimately they will still want to go somewhere because we've yeah. been cooped up for so long. Um, yeah. So they will want to do something. Um, and I think this is a, for those who are doing outdoor adventures like yourself or if you're doing food tours or anything like that, anything that can bring people out and uh, and it, it just be with friends and family again, that's uh, yeah. There's going to be a lot more of that going forward. I've been trying to sort of show a bit of a change now. You know, you, you guys have been talking a lot about evolving your ideas to try and cope with what people are going to be able to do or what they can afford to do or or, or just the shape of your business. But 
I think it seems that if you can just encourage people to remember that they can come to the country and have a bit of a relaxing time with their family, that's that's what we want. That'll encourage everyone to start thinking about it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, in fact, just to add to what Frank said, I think this is relating to your own videos. Um, uh, he's happy to share your content um, through his um, things that he does. <laughs> so if you want to share them, thank you very much. Uh, I think we had one more question, possibly. Yeah, here's one here. This is from Yerkin. Uh, I hope I pronounced that correctly. What is not working in digital marketing anymore or something old that didn't work before coronavirus? I don't know if that's a question more for me or for you, but um, is there anything that you feel that you you have maybe done in the past won't work anymore in terms of marketing-wise, or you just think it's just because of what's happening just now that, well, marketing will just kick in again as normal once once restrictions are lifted properly? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say you're probably more qualified than me, really. I mean, I, I know the transition from old websites to you know, to CSS websites and then, you know, not just piling pages full of keyword nonsensical sentences, but it's that's old hat, old technology. It's there's the, the only thing that is not working in digital marketing is sitting on your hands and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the questions here, there's not really a question, but it's as in a way, but um it's going to lead me on to a little question before we finish. But um, Gabriella Maria is saying that she's seen an increase in inquiries and bookings for like cottages in the UK and that type of thing. Um, and again, we're looking at things like that, Airbnb and all these other things. Is that if, um, the question I want to come out of this? Is are you looking at maybe con- uh, connecting with different partners and places where you, you know you you can talk to these places that have cottages or Airbnbs where you can offer you your tours within them and say, okay, if you're in this area, if you're staying at this B&B, if you're staying at this, uh, this cottage, yeah. why not? To, are you looking for active, active looking for partners for anything like that? Or? Yeah, for sure. And I was, I mean, I was, I was on that all the way up until, you know, from kind of January through till March. That had been, as well as what I've been doing online, my a big focus for me had been connecting with local providers of accommodation and, and experiences because, Certainly, like like Gabrielle is saying, you know, there's a lot of interest in self catering and small cottages around here, and I have to, I have to be available for them. So, although the big white picture is the big flashy title of um, unique adventure tours, the reality is that if you want a nice day out with your family and you don't need to be driving yourself and you want some nice new ideas for a day out, then yeah, yeah. But you have to. I mean, I, the thing that I've been trying to do as much of this. <laughs> This COVID holiday um, is uh, <laughs> reassuring other businesses that this is how it can work better for all of us. If we can, if we can be solid, you know, if we can have some solidarity, we can boost each other's products massively. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's that's what I'm saying um, again to a lot of people is <clears throat> whether it's others in the industry who you already partner up with or anyone else. Even competitors, no, anyone who you, the, the, everyone has been suffering from this. And if you can all get together, combine your efforts, make sure that anyone who does come to you, various destinations or various areas are going to get the best experience possible because that will just bring more and more people and grow all the different businesses. Every, everyone needs help at the moment. Um, so I, I think any way you can create those partnerships is, is going to be vital going forward. For, for sure. I really do. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Chris, I appreciate your time. Yes, um, I have to say, being a film geek, I love the Akira poster in the background. <laughs> uh, one of my favourite manga films. Um, yeah, but, 
I, I I appreciate the time. I really do. Um, uh, hopefully, once we're all out of this, your business will thrive. Uh, I'm going to share it well with your background as well. Um, so if anyone wants to know more about you or your business, do you want to plug where they can find you, etc.? Yeah, guys. Um, uh, yeah, you can certainly find me under my my full name, Chris Wayne, on LinkedIn, and my website, um, which is Unique Adventure Tours Scotland, and on Facebook, you'll, you'll find me. I've, uh, with the help of Chris's book, I designed a URL that describes exactly what my business is. So, yeah, I look forward to seeing you all in person at some point in the future. I couldn't have said that better myself. Hopefully, we all do. Hopefully, we can all meet again. So, um, that would be. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I love these online chats, I, the thing I love about the Travel Master groups that we have is we all just get together, we have a drink, we have a, a chat, we do these chats, and it's a great networking opportunity. And it helps. I, I've seen so many people create business out of those those events that we run for free. Um, and then cafe, for example. Yeah, it's a confidence boost. Or, or, uh, yeah, people who are not necessarily good at networking or, or, or talking to, to people. Uh, it helps with that as well. But no, I know of, of Cathy, um, who comes to a lot of our events. She was one of our speakers in the past. Because she, she was there with um, the Clydeside Distillery, she managed to help out them with some work. So there's connections happening, there's business happening, and that's why we love doing this. We love doing the, tourism, the travel massive thing in Glasgow, and we want to see this thriving further. So we will be back again for live uh, in-person events once we're allowed uh, and able to so uh, hopefully we can invite you back at some point and then we can do this live <laughs> yeah nice one and thanks for thanks for all that you do for all of us anyway chris but a nice one thanks for having me on oh, i appreciate that thank you thank you